0: what is good everyone welcome to geeks who watch football the podcast where we talk about video games football and occasional movie reviews i'm jeff jackson we are just under a week away from the nfl draft as of this recording for those of you who haven't checked it out already please go see the round robin mock draft that i do every year with matt and paul some fun to be had there we actually had to break it up into two parts because of how long it was I also earlier in the year did a quarterback's ranking, and I've only been doing this for a year, so I don't usually try to refer to prospects before last year because I get the benefit of that, right or wrong. And I want to double down on that by covering the wide receiver board tonight, and then later in the week before the NFL draft doing my running back rankings as well. So a lot to get to before the NFL draft. I blame time management skills on that one. I've been sitting on the running back one for a while. I've just been finding a time to release it. I will also get a final mock draft out since those of you who aren't aware, Paul won the mock draft competition last year. I won it two years ago, and Matt won it like three years in a row before that. (laughs) So uh, before we get into it, though, once again, this is Geeks You Watch Football. We post on the Facebook page at Geeks You Watch Football. You can also follow on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your audio. In addition to that, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Mad 1018 I post the episodes there as well. Without further ado, we're going to get right into it. This is my I think the receiver board is a little different than any other board in the sense that most people scout 15 to 20 wide receivers. So just making it into your top five is a blessing. Like you think highly enough of a prospect. Even if they're not your number one, if they are successful at the NFL level, that is a win as a scout because there are so many prospects to evaluate, whereas other positions such as the quarterback position, you might have only four or five worth looking at every year. So, you know, not the same type of situation. So in my opinion, looking at wide receivers and sometimes often running backs, if you make the top five, you're pretty damn good, at least in my eyes uh since I'm not afraid to bring up past mistakes for those of you who don't want to go back a year and dig up the audio I'm not afraid to have the receipts of who I had ranked in my top five last year there were some hits and misses my number one receiver was Devontae Smith number two was Jalen Waddell number three was Rashad Bateman number four was Jamar Chase number five was Kadarius Toney and then there were two man crushes I had on my list that were not in my top five. One was Dwayne Eskridge who went in the second round of the Seattle Seahawks. And then the other one was a Monra St. Brown out of USC who went in the fourth round to the Detroit lions. So there are some hits and misses on that one. I've eaten some picks right on the chin, like Jamar chase and Dwayne Eskridge, even though Jamar chase once again was in my top five, I'm not going to justify what, how I had it. You can go back and listen to why I was where I am on that. But I take every year what I hit on and what I missed on, and I try to bring that into this year because I'm trying to get better and better when I do this, and I overthought Jamar Chase. He didn't play for a year, so I didn't get to see him recent. Uh, there was a little bit of recency bias, and I didn't make that same mistake this year. There was a court, there was a – I almost said quarterback. There's a wide receiver in my top two this year that I almost didn't put in my top five, and I'm like, nope, I'm not going to overthink this. I'm not going to make the Jamar Chase mistake. But before I get into my top five, and I will have a man crush list as well, I wanted to cover some honorable mentions, the ones who are my number six, seven, and eight prospects on the board, but just weren't in the top five. And what you know, and I won't go into as much detail with them as I am in the top five, but I still wanted to give shout outs to them because they are good players in their own right. Number one of my honorable mentions is, du- uh, I almost said Dwayne Eskridge, <laughs> can't take him twice, right? Uh, my number one honorable mention is Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. And I can already hear the booze, and everybody pissed off about this one of how could I have a receiver who might be one of the first two off the board, not in my top five. And I think he's a very polished player. He gives me Rashad Bateman vibes last year. i he ran a what was it was at a four three six forty. Or 4-3-8, I'm sorry. He's a burner. Uh, I just think he's a receiver without a core or without a cause. Like, in that he can't really, he lines up. They put him in the outside of Ohio State, but he was okay at the 50-50 ball. Like, for a boundary guy, I'd like to see a better run blocker and a better guy at the catch point. I think he is a great long strider. I think he excels excel at slants. I think he'd excel at deep uh, crossing routes. I think he projects better inside. But I don't have him in my top five because I think the receivers that I would put on the inside, there was two of them that I have a higher grade on that I would rather roll with than him. So he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And my overall thoughts on him were he's a boundary rece- he was put as a boundary receiver. He's a long strider. He takes a while to get the speed, but when he hits it, he could be lethal. He has sure hands and a shifty and open field. However, for a boundary receiver, he is not great at the 50-50 ball. It might not make a huge leap at the next level. Whereas his teammate, uh, Chris Olave, his skill set translates better to the next level. Just remember, this is a projection. We are trying to see what they will do at the next level. I think he will be a good player in the NFL. I just don't see top 10 potential with him. And I don't see as high of an upside with him as I do as the other five receivers on my board. He's a safe pick. If I wanted to not look like a donkey, I would put him in my top five because I don't think he's going to be awful. But the point is to try to be like as realistic with this board as possible. Like I would have five players if I were drafting and I was a GM. There are five players I would have over him. It should also be noted that I don't have a first round grade on any of these honorable mentions. They're second round. And that was one thing I was going to change up with my wide receiver rankings of. I was going to say where I have them, like I do with my quarterbacks. Is he a top 10 grade? Is he a first round grade? Is he a mid round grade? And the reason I do that is because the number four receiver on this board might not be the same as the number four receiver on last year's board. So I wanted to give a little bit of clarification. And then my top five receivers, I'm going to go into more detail where I think a good fit for them would be and go into more elaboration on that. So, Garrett Wilson good player i think he has a limited ceiling at the nfl though he's six foot he's 188 which is kind of you know he's not much bigger than chris olave chris olave is actually an inch taller than him and in about a pound heavier so and they're similar in speed so like i said for me i don't see the upside i do with chris as i do with chris olave my other honorable mention player is george pickens out of georgia George Pickens, I like a lot. He could be the sleeper in this draft. He has first-round physical tools, and he had a sophomore season for the ages. But he could find himself to be the apple of many teams' eye in the second or third round. However, character concerns and injury ha- uh, history make him too risky to take in the first round. He ran a 7 40 at the uh, combine, which is good for his size. He's 6'3", 200". He is a tenacious run blocker, lengthy and physical. He has a wide catch radius. But to say he has character concerns is putting it mildly. He got in a fight with players on practice. He got in fights on the field. He hit a a player in the head or punched somebody in the head. He also had an ACL injury and a knee injury, which caused him to miss most of last year. It's just too risky for me to take him in the first round. He has first-round talent, though, and I would be definitely eyeing him because he is an X receiver. I would be looking at him as an X in the rounds two and three, but he's just too risky to take with the first round pick. Like I said, he might make my man crush list when it's all said and done. That might be a hint, hint, but he's just too risky of a prospect for me to use a first round pick on him. Next up. And last but not least on the honorable mentions would be Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn state. This might be, The toughest one for me to judge because he's really hard to get a good evaluation on. Excuse me. Because of uh, poor quarterback play. His quarterback sucks. (laughs) Like it might be one of the worst quarterbacks I've watched. Like he's not the worst in the country, but my God, he's terrible. And it's so hard because receiver is such a dependent position. It's so hard to evaluate a receiver when he's running naked on a 15 yard route and the quarterback, just skims it. Or doesn't see him, or like it's really hard to get him, you know, to see him doing this. And you couple, so that alone, and it's not his fault, he can't control it. But at 5'11, 184, he does have a smaller frame, smaller than what NFL like prototype is and what scouts like in a receiver. He is not in all capital letters a run blocker, and he didn't run as fast as people thought he would. He ran a 4'4'3 at the combine. Now he might have had a bad time, but his film doesn't look for a guy that size, he should be four three five, four three six. You'd like to see, you'd like to see him putting up times like Olave, Williams, Wilson, like, but he wasn't. Um, I still think he's a good pick in the second round. He's a great value there. I just wouldn't spend a first round pick on him because once again, the uncertainty. He's just too much of a risk given we had. Su- he has such poor quarterback play. He could be Allen Robinson, but he also could be a bust. And the smaller frame is an ideal. If he had one of those two things go his way, he could be a first round pick. He's right in the end. A lot of people have him as like, you know, a late first, early second. I have an early second round grade on him. So those are the three honorable mentions, Pickens, Dotson, Wilson. And for various reasons, character concerns for one poor quarterback play, lack of evil and lack of size for another, and then lack of ceiling or uh, translation to the next level for the other one. With that being said, we are now going to get into the top five of my rankings for wide receivers. Okay, with that being said, I just want people to know, when I look at the film for these receivers, I try to watch at least six to eight games of them in their most recent year, and I try to go back and watch one or two games the year prior depending on how many years they play, because I want to see if they made jump, what transitions they made, what bad habits did they pick up. I do not have access to all 22 film. Some of it's right on there. You can get, I try to watch the full games or if I don't watch the full games, because I do watch college football throughout the year, but then when I go back and revisit it, it's mostly the all offense. So it's not highlights, but it's like every snap the offense took. And I look to see what the receiver is doing. Even if they're not in the play, so to speak, are they blocking in this play? Were they running a route? Was it decoy route? How, you know, how crisp are their routes? Are they selling their digs? Like I try to look at stuff like that. I highly recommend you go check out the guys who do this for a living, who have all 22 access, guys like Dante calnelli Matt validinos Ryan Roberts with Ryzen Draft, Reason with inside the NFL. They all do a tremendous job, and they have all 22 access. They probably have like archives of it and i respect the hell out of them even if i don't agree with some of their prospects i respect the hell out of them because they really they have the all 22 of like all of them so they do their homework nobody bats a thousand in this business but if you want to see more detail analysis with like videos i recommend you go check them out but i always try to do my rankings first because I don't want to be influenced by the outside. I like to see if people agree with me and I always give the thumbs up to the television screen to the remote, like to the, when I see that people agree with me and I'm like, Oh my God, they're seeing the same thing I am to justify what I'm doing. But I've said this a thousand times. I would rather be wrong at a prospect that I trust with my gut than wrong because I just followed what everybody else said. It, it just feels more justifying that way. And I really have a passion doing this. And if I want this to become a thing, I got to just trust my gut and go with what my eyes are telling me, even if that's wrong sometimes. Because no, even Bill Poley in the Hall of Fame GM missed on picks. Everybody whiffs. You know. But with that spiel out of the way, we're going to get into the big ones now. Wide receivers. Number five, Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Listed at 6'3", 225. So he is a big boy. He is what we would call in this draft the wide back as Debo Samuel coined in the Pro Bowl, and that he kind of has a running back playing wide receiver. (laughs) But the pros to Traylon Burks is great use of boxing out corners. He's capable of spectacular one-handed catches, great hand, stretches out for the ball nicely. If you want a highlight reel of where that is, go watch the Ole Miss game. He puts it on full display here. He can sell pass interference well. I say he's like a basketball player. Like, he's very good at if he knows he's going to get flagged or the other player is, he'll sell it more so. And there's also a negative to it, which I'll get into a second of why I think he plays like a basketball player. He's a great yak player. He can run between the tackles. The ideal situation is to line him up all over the field, right? In the slot, at running back, on the outside, that's where he excels the most. He is a tough physical runner. The negatives to him are he is is raw on his routes. Specifically, look at Texas A&M where he ran into his own player on an option or a motion play. He also led to a fumble exchange with the quarterback in the backfield. He is a very uninspired blocker. And it's not that he can't block. It's that he's just disinterested in running plays. If you want to see the plays where that shows on tape, you can watch the Auburn game. That shows the inconsistency where times he blocks, sometimes he doesn't and it's really bad because it's a motor it's like a motivation problem because when you watch him he does the jay cutler hands on his hip side it sells when he's not playing in the play and i'm not sure what it is i'm not sure if he just doesn't like blocking or if it's he's trying not to get hurt because he knows arkansas is dog shit and he knows he's going to be a talent at the next level um we don't really know but the talent is there, though. Whoa. People compare him to Debo Samuel. I can see it. I compare him more to Dwayne Bow. That's my comparison for him because he's heavier than Debo is. He's a little bit more, uh, he's got a little bit more weight on him. I think he's got like 10, 15 pounds on him. He's more the build of Dwayne Bow. And he is best utilized as a wide back. The raw talent is there and he has good hands, but he does need a lot of work in the shop. He's His routes consistent plays but he can become a player that can line up all over the field i think he'd be a perfect fit with the chiefs or patriots and the patriots because they worked with cordell patterson he ran a four five five forty which some people would say is slow but for his build at six 225 that's actually pretty damn good i think the chiefs would work with him because they could get him to run routes and andy Reid is notorious for cleaning up that type of stuff i think the chiefs would be perfect in all capitals for him I would have loved them for my Dolphins to fill the Devil role, but we don't have a first round pick anymore, which I'm fine with. I'll watch Tyreek Hill highlights, as Chris Greer put it. But that's my comparison for Traylon Burks, Dwayne Bow. I think he's going to be a good player. I just get scared. I kind of said like Kadarius Tony was my same thing last year. I had Kadarius at five, and it was the same thing. He was raw. Now, Kadarius is more explosive, but Traylon Burks is much better hands. So it's kind of like, you know, give and take there. But. I just think Traylon Burks has got too good of an upside to pass up here. And he's the only wide back in my top five. So I kind of got a little bit of everything. I got two of the guys who can line up everywhere slash in the slot who project inside. I've got two X receivers and I've got the wide back. So at number five, I have Traylon Burks. Number four on the list. Make sure I have this right because I put the I put it out of order like an idiot Number four, I have Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State University. I feel like a Kean Peel Peele skit when I say it that way. He is a big boy. He is listed at 6'5", 208. The pros with him is he is a dominant ex-receiver, explosive, good hands. He's a big play waiting to happen, was often double and triple teamed and still made plays. He was a boy amongst men um, on the football field, and it was evident. Now, due to lack of competition the way Trey Lance was and the way Carson Wentz was, That's always going to be an issue, but size translates. 6'5 is still 6'5 or 6'4 and a half. He ran a 4'3, 6'40, which is so good at that size. He just put on the tape and you'll see how fast this kid is. Better yet, he tore it up at the senior bowl. Kenny Pickett threw it to him. I think this kid is just, he has technique that needs to be cleaned up. He is a willing blocker, but needs to work on hand placement. They ran him on screens and dread streaks, but he's just not shifting up. He hesitates too much. He's not as good as the receiver I have over him at screens. And he's a little bit tough to evaluate overall due to the lack of competition, but he did excel at the senior bowl, like I said, with Kenny Pickett. And they did line him up at tailback at some plays, which you know they tried to put him all over the field, but he didn't excel at receiver at screen and uh, tailback like the other player I have above him did. I just think Christian Watson's ceiling is really high. I have a late first round grade on him slash like I would take him in the 20s. I think the Packers would be a perfect fit for him. Really anybody who needs an X, but I think he would be great in Green Bay. He kind of already has the color scheme going. He's a big, long receiver. He's just a little raw, like I said, and the lack of competition makes him a tough eval. And he does need some work in the shop. He's not as polished as the three receivers over him, but he has top 10 potential. That speed is legendary. Even my number three receiver, he separates better than my number three receiver does. But he does have a little bit of cases where he kind of gets a little bit of the drop seas. And I will not want to say drop sees. It's kind of like he just has a brain lapse and then it like clicks because he has good hands. He's a hand catcher, but it's just these slight lapses. But the talent is there. It's just raw talent. And that's why I have a first round grade on him. I wouldn't take him in the teens because, and I hate to say this to people, I don't have a top 10 grade on any of these wide receivers. I don't have them as high as I had last year's class. I don't think any of these receivers are Chase Waddle Smith. I don't. But in Christian Watson, I would take this uh, another X receiver over him in the in the teens. So that's why I say like a late first round grade on Watson. He might even go higher. He might go in the second round, but he's been rising up teens boards. The more you watch him, the more you like him. He has the tools. He just has it. And the more I watch him, the more I like him. But Christian Watson at number four. Number three is the other X receiver I have, and that is Drake London out of USC. Another 6'5 uh, gorilla listed at 6'5, 210. He is I put in my notes and it makes me sound really weird. An outstanding physical specimen. (laughs) He's great after the catch. He's a good 50-50 ball receiver. Good aggressive run blocker. High points the ball well. He might be one of the best 50-50 ball receivers I've seen. Chase is right there with him. But he's that freaking good at 50-50 balls. If he went to the Chargers with Justin Herbert, who just loves to throw 50-50 balls on the outside and that's it, he might have like a Randy Moss career. That's just how good he is. I'm not saying he's Randy Moss, by the way. I'm just saying like he excels at 50-50 balls. They put it. They love the run-ride receiver screens with them. He was, unfortunately, not a, rece- a feature of the offense. Their coach needed to be fired, and he was. And uh, What's-his-name is coming in now. Due to poor play calling and quarterback play, Slovis was up and down. He was their boundary receiver, though. I think back to the game that puts him on full display. Go watch the Notre Dame game. He was lethal at wide receiver screens. And when Kyle Hamilton got hurt and he was single covered, why the fuck weren't they throwing him the ball more? Instead, they decided to run the ball four times in a row. Absolutely aggravating. He is a mammoth, you know. But like I said, great catcher of the football. High points the ball well. He is a really good route runner. And he's the USC type of receiver, right? Like I just go back and say like all these USC receivers, they run good routes and they run block. He is an aggressive run blocker, sometimes too aggressive. He can get too feisty, it. but he is why I have him over uh, Watson is I think he's better in the screens. I think he's also better with the uh, b- behind the line of scrimmage than Watson is. Watson, I think, is faster than him and separates better, but I just think. London's a little bit more polished. So I would take London over him due to that polish. And due to the fact that I could use him on screens, I can use him on uh, options and roll out like emotion plays. I think he's so much better at it. That's why the negatives to Drake London is he's a little stiff in his hips. He's a long strider. So separation might be an issue in the NFL. He separated in college, but one would argue just like I had that concern with chase. Now chase proved me wrong, thankfully, but separation might be a concern. Uh, for some reason, he struggled with catching slants. And this is a weird one to say, but every time I saw him run slants, it hit him in the face. It would slip through his hands. Go back and watch the Stanford game that a pick six happened because of it. It just went right through his hands to the other team. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a like the quick play because he runs receiver screens well, but maybe it's because he knows it's coming where a slant, he's like 50-50. It might come to him or not. I don't know what it is, but I think that could be tweaked out with coaching. But that's his only negative is he did not run slants well. And it's not even that he didn't run them well. He just can't catch in the middle of the field for some reason. Like slants were a problem for him. I think it could be worked out with coaching them. So number uh, three on my list, Drake London. Now we get into the final two. And these two are very similar receivers, in my opinion. The only reason, like there's slight differences that they each do better than the other one. and. I kind of will cover what one does better than the other one when I get to number one, because they are very close injuries are what put, make the difference between these two. My number two wide receiver is Jamison Williams out of Alabama. If he did not get hurt, he would have been receiver one. It should also be noted by the way, Drake London did have a fractured right ankle, same injury Jalen Waddle had. So that's another reason London isn't in my top two. I forgot to mention that. Sorry, but back to Jamison Williams. He tore his ACL in the bowl game. They are expecting him to play in November, be ready for game time. And while I think long-term, his career will project nicely, him and Olave are so close, I think I would rather take the healthy receiver on my board over the one who's going to miss half the year. I, like I said, I still don't think it's going to hurt him long-term. But in this industry, when you're trying to project and have picks right, most people rip you the year after. They don't come back three years later like, you picked that guy. They care the year after. So, It's going to be really hard if one receiver is tearing it up and the other one isn't able to play yet. So that's another reason that factored into it. Uh, He is electric speed, Jamison Williams. He was a walk-on from uh, Ohio State. He was buried on the JEP chart behind Wilson and Olave, went to Bama, and kaboom. He's 6'2", 189. Uh, Electric speed, he's a seam breaker. He demands double teams. He explodes off the line of scrimmage. He stems and stacks very well. Go watch the Miami tape that shows this on full display, how he stems and stacks. He is a great route runner. He is excellent in traffic with bodies all around him. Absolute burner. He averaged, I think, a ridiculous like 18 yards a catch or something like that, like kind of very similar to Jalen Waddle numbers. He is a burner. He didn't run the 40 because of the injury, obviously, but I would subject the low 4.3s or mid four three, like a four three four four three five Burner on tape. He was a one-year wonder because he was buried on the depth chart, but I'm letting it slide. Bama receivers have often produced the next level. I think he's gonna be great. Uh, he lines up both inside and out. I think there is some tweaks I'm gonna get into his game of why he's not number one, but he's still worth a first round pick. He's not in the top ten for me, but he is in that teens. I would take him middle first round easily and just let him sit. A team like the Saints would be a good fit for him. A team like The Eagles, even though the Eagles, it pains me. Not with Jalen Hurts, but but with another quarterback. But the Saints would be ideal for him, I think. Uh, A team like the Packers can move up and try to snag him. But he's a great player. And I think he's just, you know, like I said, great route runner, great speed, great in traffic. He's just a really good player. The cons to him, though. Obviously, the torn ACL. Won't be available till Thanksgiving. I'd like to see him gain some weight because like his protege at Bama, he's a little light. I'd like to see him gain some weight, which could easily happen when they're 20, 21 years old. They're going to gain like 5 to 10 pounds. Unless you're Devontae Smith, where he just couldn't gain weight to save his life. He's not as good as his counterparts in run blocking. And what I mean by that is he's not as good as Devon- So. People are gonna ask, why don't I have him as how do I compare him to the previous Bama receivers? I like him more than Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy, but I don't like him more than Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. And the reason for that is he's not as good as either of them at run blocking. He's not quite as fast as Jalen Waddle. He's fast, but he's not Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson fast. He's not at that speed. And he can get caught body catching at times, similar to kind of waddle. He doesn't have the catching. He's not as good of a catcher of the football as his hands are comparable to Henry Ruggs. He's not as good of a catcher as waddle or Smith, especially Smith. Smith was tremendous as a hand catcher. He's a body catcher. Uh, Williams is. So that could lead to some drops here and there, which uh, waddle had the same problem coming out and he fixed it with Miami and Jamison Williams might be able to fix it, get some jug machine work in, but he is a body catcher right now at the college level. Overall, his best fit. Some teams might want him in the slot. He could be both. You know, he took off with a Crimson Tide, obviously. But I, like I said, I rated him lower than Smith, Waddle, and my number one receiver. But I do like him more than Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. So first round grade, I'd still take him in the mid round or middle of the first round. Slash early, like not early first round, but after 10. I like Jamison Williams a lot. He's my number two. And then that leaves number one, Chris Olave. Chris Olave out of Ohio State. He was a four-year starter, senior at Ohio State. He came out this – he could have came out last year, but he stayed in school. Um, One of the things that I forgot to mention this when I was knocking Garrett Wilson is he was never double teamed. And I just noticed this looking at my notes. And I'm going to butcher his last name, but they had Chris Olave, Smith Jigba. Remember that name. He was the focal point of that receiving core of the trio. Like, I think if he could have come out this year, he'd be up on that list. He had like 1,600 yards or something. Uh, A lot of these guys, Olave commanded, and the reason I relate this back to Olave is Olave commanded a lot of the double teams, which which freed it up for Smith Jigba and Wilson. He's 6'1, 187. So basically he's about an inch shorter, but he's basically the same body type as Jamison Williams. He had he's been consistent. He's done it with two quarterbacks. He did it with Justin Fields, and he did it with um uh, CJ Stroud this year. You know, he was a 12 to 13 touchdown a season monster, just over 14 and a half yards a catch. Production did not dip no matter which quarterback it was throwing him the ball. He is a pleasant surprise in run blocking. He is good catching with his hands. He is technically sound, excellent route runner. He is a natural separator of the football with quick speed and acceleration. If you want to see like two games that come to mind, Penn State 2020 of last year was a clinic or two years ago, Oregon this past year was good as well to show that. My cons with him is he can play on skates at times. He's easy to knock off his routes and he can struggle on contested catches. I would like to see better ball adjustment from him. And the Minnesota game was evidence of that, where the ball was thrown a little bit behind him by Stroud, and he didn't track it properly and just got a fingertip on it. Uh, he was he ran a 4.39 or 4.3840, but it was an unofficial 4.27, which was <laughs> like he's fast, but I don't know if he was that fast. But on tape, he does look freaking fast. And I compare him to, I said before, he's an Amon Ross St. Brown on steroids. He is an excellent fit in today's NFL like I said, great route runner, great hands. I think you can put him up all over. He fits in with every team. He's done it for four years, four-year starter, so he's consistent. I just like him a lot. He's my number one receiver. And like I said, Jamison Williams would be my number one if he didn't get hurt. But to compare and contrast them, why I what Williams and Olave do better than the other, I think Olave has better hands than Williams. I think he's a better run blocker than Williams. Whereas Williams, I think, is slightly faster, a little bit quicker. And I think Williams is better in traffic, like in terms of what bodies flying all around him. So they're very close, right? Williams is that type of player where he gets like a three yard, two yard, and then a 60 yard touchdown, where Olave is kind of the 14 yarder, 12 yarder, 12 yarder, deep route touchdown. Like, so they're very similar but they're just slightly different in how they run their routes. I would say they're both similar receivers that could project on the inside, though. But like I said, I loved Amon Ross St. Brown last year. Olave's him, but better. I would say Olave's my number one. And I know he's not on a lot of teams number one. I do like him. I say Garrett Wilson and him have similar 40 times, but Wilson is a long strider like past 10 yards, he explodes, where Olave's quicker getting up to that 10-yard mark, if that makes sense. He's shiftier behind the line. Uh, where Jamison Williams has like that extra gear. When he hits 10, I I would be willing to bet within the first 10 yards, Williams and Olave are the same speed, but then Williams goes like, like on a car. It hits another gear and he takes off. And I think that's both of these receivers commanded double teams, which is special for them because most teams can't afford to double team when you play Bama or Ohio State. They both had stacked cores. And as a result... Mechie benefited of that with Alabama and will and Smith Jigba benefited of that from Olave. So, so once again, my top five wide receivers, number five was Traylon Burks. Number four was Christian Watson. Number three was Drake London. Number two was Jamison Williams. And number one was Chris Olave. So. Hopefully we'll see if I'm right or wrong. If I look like a donkey or not come draft night, not necessarily where these kids get drafted here Cause that does make a difference. If Jamison Williams goes to, you know, Taysom can't throw Hill and Chris Olave goes to the chiefs. Obviously the chief, like Olave is probably going to have a better, you know what I mean? Like I do, it does depend where you go to, but I just wanted to get it out there. Let me know what you guys think. I can take it. If you want to criticize me, but please come at me with actual, like, you know, arguments I've seen people come at me with, Oh, and I literally looked it up. They just quoted Chris Sims. And if you're going to come at me with Chris Sims and actually quote and say, Chris Sims said this, don't say you say this actually watch and come up with your own thoughts and opinions. And I'm not going to bash Sims by the way, because Chris Sims is like me. He also is very high on Watson in London. And he also has Olave over Wilson. So we agree on a lot of things, but have a thought process of your own people. So with that being said, let me know what you think, like comment, and as always, leave a review. Tell me how much you like me or how much I suck. It's how we get the podcast better. Thanks, everyone, and I'll see you later.